BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Jerry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get in line. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Cherry's World. Courtney and I are excited about our guest today. We got Mr. Petey Pablo in the house. That's right, y'all. Mr. North Carolina himself is here. He's going to tell us what he's been doing. And um, I'm excited to find out. So stay tuned. This is Cherry's World. Making Memory Sales Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Less is more events. Get out and lime. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. So let's just get right into it. My boy is here today. I am excited, Cherry's World Podcast. You are going to get to meet the homie. He is in the flesh live, and you're going to get to see the cute dimples up close and personal. Oh, man. You know what? I'm supposed to have a mask on so you can't see them. No! And I'm a gangster. I ain't supposed to have them. We need to see those. We got Mr. Petey Oh, no, them, them bullet wounds. I got shot. Like 50 cents. <laughs> you was not 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> those for Petey. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, uh, Cherry, you know. Come on, man. We go we go back like car seats. How y'all know so, each other? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, the Lord. The Lord, okay. The Lord. No, I was telling uh, Courtney that Barry Hankerson is my brother's godfather. Right. And at some point, I could have this totally wrong, but weren't you managed by Black Brown Records or yeah. 5150? Uh-oh. Or just affiliated? Well, you know, me and Timberland, uh, that was well, who Timberland was signed to. Okay. And, you know, he used to be around, uh, well, he used to be around from, I mean, I guess with that whole camp situation. Yeah. So, Petey, didn't I actually meet you at Will Smith's birthday party or something like that? Or Jada's birthday party? I think it was Will's birthday party. At Will's birthday party. 
Petey walked by with these two big old cute dimples. And uh, and we've been friends ever since, man. Yeah. Oh. Ever since. Like, and 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 it's crazy because we'll see each other and we'll see each other for like a good month or two strong, or we'll communicate like a month or two strong, and then we won't talk to each other for years. Years. And, and then we'll pop right back up and it's just like the same day. Yeah. It's like the day. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Petey be disappearing on you, yo. Oh yeah, Petey will take off right now. <laughs> Especially when Petey had that Petey money, that first fresh Petey money. Oh, Petey would jump on a flight and be out. In right. a minute. And Petey is so sweet and giving. Actually, Petey and I got in an argument in the mall one day. You remember that, Petey? No. Petey, it wasn't bad. You don't have to scratch your head. Oh, Petey okay, was okay. actually trying to be sweet. What I Petey, do? You were in town and you needed some outfits because you were performing or something. And so I need outfits anyway. Not just because I was performing, I always need outfits. But I think you actually had something to do later that night. Okay. You start trying to buy me shit. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody I'm with, I mean, that's how I, I always am. Like, I'm, I'm never been the type to, uh, whoever I'm with, wherever we are, you do the same thing I do. And that's just, that's a mandatory thing with me. Like, you I, know, I hate I it. love him and I thought it was the sweetest thing in the world. I've never been that woman. I remember that too. Like, like we really got in a serious argument. Like, yes. I was like, you know what? I'll deal with this later. But yeah, we really did. We great. did. And I thought it was the sweetest thing ever, but I love him generally. And I didn't want him to buy me stuff. I didn't want anything. I didn't need anything. I'm not used to men taking me out shopping and doing that. So for me, it was like, I know you just got paid. Keep your money, dude. I love you. <laughs> Rare was that, Petey? Like to see a woman like say, no, nah, I'm good. Like how unusual is that? Well, back in the days for me, it was, well, see, I'm not, I'm like from another country, it feels like, cause I mean, I, I take offense to people not accepting gifts from me. Um, because I mean, like I said, uh, I've never been married. I never had kids. So, you know, the only thing that I, and, and back then when I first was signed, my mentality was um, no one knows tomorrow. I mean, and, and that's still my mentality. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So the only thing I like to do is enjoy life. And like I said, if anybody's with me, um, I want them to enjoy the same perks. So it's not like I'm buying stuff for her. I'm spending the money the way I felt it, it should be, it, it would make a difference. Like yeah. instead of going to a strip club and throwing $10,000 in a strip club, you know, uh, for the illusion of what may possibly happen, you know, and versus, versus spending money with the people you, you are friends with and people you love, you know? So it's like, and I wasn't trying to offend you. I love you and I appreciate it. And I look back at it now and I'm like, that's so sweet. But my feeling was, I know, I know. we don't know when your next job is. Right, right, right. And that's so, why we've always been friends because she's always had my back, you know, and she's always, and remember, she's been in the industry longer than I've been in the industry. So yeah. what she was trying to tell me, I couldn't understand because I hadn't been there yet. You know, she, she had already been, you know, doing this from Punk and Brewster days, you know, okay, okay, we get this money, but what happens when this money don't come like that? So she right. already knew, she already knew that and she was forewarning me to let me know that there's going to be some dark days and you need to make sure you got your umbrella stand. You know, but I've always been the type, hey man, I'm I'm gonna make it happen and God's gonna make it happen and any kind of way I have to suffer, he ain't gonna let me suffer too long. So. But Petey was like, yo, but them shoes is fly. You should just get them shoes. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I love you for it though. And I, I love you too, man. And so Courtney, that's the foundation of our friendship and that's how real it is. Yeah. That's dope. And that's the only fight we've ever had. That's it. That's dope. That's it. That's so, I mean, hey, I like to hear that because, you know, I mean, that means it's like consistent because everybody talks about Cherry the same way. Everybody talk about her the same way. She's been the same person ever since the day I met her. And that's, and that's, um, and that's what keeps my, my soul at ease when I talk to her or when I talk about her or when I think about her. I mean, it's the knowing that, because sometimes the way we'll deal with people in this, in this world and in this industry, not just in this industry, but in, in, in life general, and you'll deal with people and one day they one way and they get around certain people or, you know, something, you know, financially changing people's lives. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, 
oh, that's my homeboy. Oh, that's my homegirl girl going there say what's up to him. And it's like, hold on, you gotta wait a minute. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, no. Or, or, hey, look, can you come back tomorrow? Or, hey, uh, uh, the phone number you have reached has been disconnected. I mean, you know, and it's like, come on, man. You know, I, and that kind of throws me with people. But mm -hmm. Cherry has been the same exact way. I mean, the same way with me. I mean, I can't speak for me, but I know I've been the same way. The same exact way. If Petey was in town right now, and I ran across town because somebody told me Petey Pablo in town and he's standing at the such and such, I'm going to go knock on the hotel door. Don't give a damn who in there. No. <laughs> and, and ladies, I'm sorry. If you in there with him, just give me a second. How you doing? <laughs> nice to meet you, but I'm going to hug on this man real quick. Yeah. And tell you how much I love him and how much I'm happy to see his face. Now we can get back to you. How you doing, ma'am? You want to go to lunch too? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We, we can all go. But I, I do. I adore PD. I have a really soft spot in my heart. And I need to know what you've been doing lately because... Oh my God. I'm, I'm kind of mad that I moved away from California. No, but don't be. My neighborhood. Yeah, don't be, don't be. Because everything, you know, like I tell people all the time, um, this world is so big. And sometimes we get so comfortable that we almost live and die where we're born and raised. And there's a whole world out there, you know, and you never know that. Uh, opportunities and you know the the things that are actually meant for you until you step out you know sometimes you have to hit that reset button you have to go to somewhere where you don't know anybody don't nobody know you and you have to do it you know and it's like a breath of fresh air and um, I mean because I've done it several times I've moved all over I can't, I went the, the when I moved to California I went there for an awards and wind up staying nine years like all I had was one bag of, well, maybe two, three bags, knowing me, the high shop. But, but more to the story is I wound up staying nine years. And then from California, uh, me and the, the guy I was doing, had affiliations with, you know, we came to our fork in the road. And I did a show in the Netherlands. And I wound up staying there three years. Like, just went there, didn't come back to my house in California. I left my house in North Carolina for three years until my mom was like, hey, bring your ass home. And didn't tell nobody. This nobody. is how we lose touch. Nobody, I'll just take off. But what I've been doing lately is I've um, trying to get back to a place where this felt right. Um, the industry has changed so much and I didn't know for years what happened and why I didn't want to do music or why I didn't want to be in this entertainment industry. And I finally figured it out one day when I went to visit my mom's gravesite. The reason I was doing this was to give her a better life. Like, I was fine being a drug dealer. <laughs> I was fine, you know, I was fine, you know, I was fine running the street, you know, you know, pistol toad, Newport smoking. I was fine with all that. And it was fun. Uh, at the time, I knew it was dangerous, but I mean, when you're young and you're you're living in that street life, that's what you think is cool. And and the same crazy, the same cool dude that I am in my real life is the cool and dude I've been my whole life. So even as a bad guy per se, um, I still had love from everybody, and everyone was still because I mean I I, I wasn't the type to sell drugs to a to a pregnant woman. Or I wasn't the type to make somebody go break in a house to go do something. I was always doing things that, that went against the, the grain of what I was supposed to be doing. Okay, you don't have any money? All right, go get this broom and you clean up this park. Or go get this paintbrush and you paint these monkey bars for these kids here. And you straight. Okay, the, the little young kids, y'all go and knock on these old people's doors and get these notes that I told these old women. Y'all don't have to be walking up and down the street going to the grocery store when we got young, capable dudes that can go to the grocery store for y'all. Give them a list, and matter of fact, whatever it is, you don't have to pay for it. Because why? First of all, they don't call the police on me because again, I'm like the Robin Hood. I take from whoever and give to the whatever. But that's his heart. His yeah. heart is so golden and it's consistent. I want to know what you was doing in Calabasas. Because not only was you back in California, like you was really in my neighborhood. Yeah, man. And I Everybody wasn't there. I, 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 I'm a traveler. And like I said, I go places that I'm led to go. And when the spirit moves me to go places, this is like, you know, I have to see this. Uh, and it's always, when I did my first uh, time away from society, um, 
I, I came up with this plan that I wanted to travel this world and anything that I thought and anything that I, I, I wanted to do and made up in my mind to do, that's what I was going to do. So Calabasas was definitely one of my spots that I had um, on my wall in, in prison. It was like my wish wall. So everything that I've ever wanted, I was like, you know what? If I change all the negative things and do it all positive, whether I make $5 or whether I make $5 million, I've done it the right way and I can go to bed and be comfortable at night. So I said, let me give it a shot. I mean, I did the bad things uh, for a long time and I was very successful with it. And so I was like, let me, let me try it the right way. And trying it the right way was more fulfilling spiritually and emotionally, I mean, than I've ever felt in my life. So that, 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 that change that I caused in my life, man, caused, had me all over the place. So you just messed me up a little bit. You said music was really for your mom. It wasn't something that you wanted to do, but I need people to know, Petey's not just a rapper, okay? I called Petey one night, I think it was like 12 o'clock at night, and I said, Petey, I have a movie. And do you think that you could give me like a verse? Like, what do I need to do? Petey was signed at that time with somebody who, I don't know if we should bring it up, but I don't fuck no, with I wasn't signed, see, that's, and that's a big miss, I mean, I was never okay. signed, we were just friends, but I mean, yeah. Okay, so Suge Knight is who I'm talking about. Right, right. And I don't fuck with Suge. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if you can do it. I don't know like what the stipulations are. Petey was like, bring it over. And I said, when? He said, as soon as you finish. I said, well, they're mixing it down now. He said, well, after it mixed down, bring it over. It's like 1.30 at night. I drive to Petey's house, because actually Petey lived on my way home. I took it to Petey. Petey said, come in the room. I said, what? I thought like I was just going to drop it off and Petey was going to do it later. Petey put his verse down. He had never heard the song before. Put his verse down, mixed it, went and did some ad libs, mixed it down and gave it to me. By three o'clock, I was on my way home and he was telling me, call me when you get home so I know you made it there safe. So not only can he rap, Courtney, he was his own engineer that night because I was no help. He mixed the song down and it was ready to go. Yeah. Like he mixed and mastered it. My big, my big thing is what people don't know. A lot of people don't know is outside of doing music for my mother, I was music chose me from birth. Like I've always denied it and wanted to do other things. Or I mean, I didn't never denied it because I mean, even you know, growing up in school, I had all the lead plays in school, um, all the talent shows that I ever ended. I won first place in all the talent shows. So music had chosen me. And I just wanted to do my own thing, but that's how life is. And, you know, once you continuously try to do something that isn't meant for you, you, you catch a, a bad break. Right. So then you have nothing but time to sit down and figure out what that driving force was in you to motivate you to do anything you had to do in life. And it was, it always brought me back to music. So um, to elaborate more of what she, of what Cherry is saying, I can do it all. I write, I arrange, I sing, I, um, I mix, I master, I produce, uh, I, I do it all. For the first year that I was around Timberland, I didn't even go into the vocal booth because I sat and I watched. I've never been to school for any of this. And I sat around and I watched people. Anything that I want to learn, I sit and I watch and I watch and I watch. And when they used to go to the club, I'll stay back with the engineer. So everything, you can put me in the studio, and um, I was just telling my girlfriend today that um, I'm going to do an album in less than 30 days by myself upstairs. Um, and I'm going to put it out before this, um, this quarantine is over. And I believe him. And I've watched him do everything, it. And everything's going to be done from the, from the writing, the, the engineering, the, the sound quality is going to be perfect, the uh, art, album artwork. Everything is going to be done. This whole package is going to be put together by me. And um, I just, um, the only thing I am going to do is I'm not going to produce the whole album. Um, I have a little young guy out in California that is, as an, that is an incredible young man. And I want to definitely give him a shot. Uh, and it's only going to be like a, a max, what is it, maxi single thing, like seven songs, but I'm going to put like three skits on there so it'll look like 10. Amazing. Courtney, not, not even just because you're here. I'm a tutor corn, but I'm going to tell you the truth. The only people that I've ever seen work like that, I've been blessed to be in the studio with some great people. Timberland is one I've seen work like 
that. I've seen Dr. Dre work like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And Petey Pablo. Yeah. I've never seen anything outside of these three people write their stuff on the spot, go in the booths, come back, mix and master it, and be like, here. Ready to go. Right. I did a song for a guy yes, uh, like a couple of, about a week ago. Um, he was like, okay, uh, I know we're going through this. He was like, but you think you can get it done for me? I was like, yeah, well, whenever you're ready, just send me, you know, the first half. And, uh, but are you ready to pay for the second half? He was like, yeah. I'm like, he was like, no, I just seen the whole thing. Okay, cool. So he sent it to me. I sent it back so fast. He's like, dog, I almost feel cheated, bro. I feel, <laughs> he's like, dog, like, like I know, but I, he know I did it exactly for this record because of what yeah. I'm thinking. Fit everything he said perfectly. He's like, but dog, you did it so fast. I almost felt cheated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw, you know, that made me think about this. Had, I was in the barber shop one time and this barber yeah. cut this guy up so fast and it was perfect. And he oh got upset. God. He was like, Man, I feel like I should be in here longer, though. Yeah, <laughs> man. Come on, man. You got to put some more powder around my neck or something, man. You got to put some more uh, oil on my face or something. Yeah. Well, just play with the clippers around there, you know? Just, <laughs> I, yeah, I know the feeling. Trust me. I'm sorry, Courtney. I'm going to let you go ahead and ask him stuff. But I, I, I didn't mean to hog him. But I just need people to know certain things about this man because it's like, it, he's incredible. Yeah. But now I got that director's bug. Uh-oh. You got what? A director's bug. Oh, okay. I've been bit by the director's bug. When I did the uh, when I did my my work for uh, Lee Daniels in uh, Empire, um, I stayed on set, and like the whole prison thing with Chris Rock and all them, you know, I was only in maybe a couple scenes, yeah. but I stayed there for the whole thing because I showed him everything that wasn't right and how they should do this. So you know, I ain't gonna never get the credit I'm going to get hey. for, but. Can I say something about that? I, I, I'm somehow in being a fan of TV. I've been, I was like forced to choose between power and empire and I chose power, but that one episode, the two or three episodes I remember of empire, that is one of them. When Chris Rock was on there in the prisons, that's the one episode I remember that that was right. like the bet one of the best, best episodes they did. And, uh, and the song snitch bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote and produced that record. Oh shit! I didn't even know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those are my ad libs on there. Like he could, he he got the verse down, but he couldn't, can't, can't follow the ad libs. You know. Yeah. And oh, then, if you ask anybody, you ask anybody, they said, "Petey, we uh we got this show, Empire. We doing this, and this is what the scene is, and this and that." That night, I sent them three records. That night, setting down those records, three records, sent three records back that night, and. Um, but you know, the whole Terrence story, that was a whole story within itself anyway, because the only reason that, I mean, the reason that I got that, that role on Empire was like Cherry said, I'm just that guy. I just so happened to run into Terrence Howard in the Four Seasons Hotel. And I was like, hey, uh, what's up, man? That's Terrence that Hustle and Flow. Oh man, what's up? He's like, man, I listen to all your stuff. He was like, even when I was on Hustle and Flow, he was like, I listen to your music. You know, he said, I was trying to act like Petey Pablo. And that's crazy to me. You know and, um, you did. And so, uh, um, so I said, um, so I said, hey, man, we all going out. Uh, what's up? You want to come out? And uh, he was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm going through a little something right now. Man, I lost my wallet, lost my credit cards and everything. So I'm just been going up to my room, man. So I was like, damn, you lost. So I reached in my pocket and pulled out 200. He was like, here. here take it. He was like, yeah. He was like. I was like, no, nah, man, you just, just don't be walking around with nothing in your pocket. Like, here. Oh, that's and I gave him the money, and I walked off. So fast forward, 13 years later, I get a phone call. And uh, this is a couple years ago. He was like, uh, is this Petey? I was like, yeah. He was like, uh, first of all, I need you to see. He's like, this is Terrence Howard. I was like, damn, what's up, bro? I ain't heard from you in, you know, years. Last time, he was like, yeah, last time I seen you, yeah, something happened between us. And uh, I need you to send me your address because I owe you some money. And I was like, no, nah, bro, you don't owe me no money. He was like, bro, send me your address or I'm going to hang the phone up and I'm not going to, and you'll never hear from me again. So I'm like, okay. So I give him my, my, my phone, my address. Two days later, I get a check for $15,000. Damn, what a great investment. Shit, hell Crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> Crazy. So 
I called him back and I was like, bro, he was like, listen, you do not realize that at that time I didn't lose my wallet. He was like, I just said that because I was so embarrassed that I was going through what I was going through in life. And he was like, effortlessly, you just reached in your pocket and handed me money and didn't really even know me. You no. knew me from watching me on TV. You know, we had never had a conversation or anything. And he was like, and people that I'd known for years had denied me at that point in time in his life. And he was like, and he, I, he was really in a, in a bad place. He was like, for me to reach in my pocket and effortlessly just do an act of kindness that way, he was like, he, it, it changed his, his thought about life. And I was like, man, that's really crazy. He was like, now we got that out of the way. Now I need you to help me on this empire situation. So I was like, hey, man, whatever you need from me. And just like she said, musically, whatever he asked me to do, I would go home and do it and call him back in 15 minutes less. Like, and I was so pumped up because Empire itself wasn't going to give me an opportunity. So it was like he and I, they were only doing it because Terrence was the superstar of it. And it was like, okay, to appease Terrence, let's bring on this little non-existent Petey Pablo, which they don't know who God created. So I, mean, I let people say whatever or I let people feel whatever, because even after that, you know, they started acting funny because Snitch Bitch was actually one of the biggest records that was on Empire. Right. But because they paid Timberland and they paid Swiss Beats and they paid Neo all this money mm -hmm. to do these records, they pushed my record back and they pulled the plug on my record to keep my record from going number one because they had already paid these other producers. They didn't pay me like they paid Tim or, or Swiss or nothing, but I don't complain about it because I mean, God has a bigger purpose for me. So, you know, I was humble and I said, you know, and I appreciate the opportunity and you know, it was what it was. But It, it won't be the last opportunity. No, not at all, not at all. Because I know that there's greater. In, in my future because I mean, I have too much. And recently to give you guys, you know, uh, put you in my business a little bit. I am over a month clean and sober. Congratulations, sir. Oh, I, I really yeah. appreciate that. So I hadn't even, I haven't even smoked a cigarette. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, and I quit everything in one day. May I ask if you're putting your business out there clean and sober from what? Everything from drugs, from alcohol, from, um, cigarettes from unhealthy living, like I don't eat red meat anymore. Um, I'm just, I just quit it all. It's like, I, I just, I have to ask because the man that I know, mm -hmm. I don't know a drinker. Right. I maybe have seen you have a drink out, right. but I don't know drugs. Yeah, I was a functioning alcoholic. Really? Yeah. And I tell people all the time that, um, a lot of people may have heard the rumors of me doing drugs, but nobody has ever seen me because I wasn't, I wasn't one of those. I didn't, uh, and that's why a lot of the opportunities that I could have had, I missed because I, I wouldn't show up. But no one would ever know why I didn't show up. It was just like, he's just undependable or, or he has an attitude or, you know, he has, you know, he thinks he's this, he, but it wasn't that. It was, I was high and I'm definitely never going to be in somebody's face and they're going to ever find out that I'm high. So. So there's a lot of people out there that will be watching this podcast who are dependent on something and who have issues and nobody can help them until they're ready to help themselves. Absolutely. What would you say to somebody who does have an addiction it needs to get their life together. You have to dig in deep and you have to focus on your will to live being stronger than your addiction. So it's a choice. It's just like what we're going through right now. You can either walk outside without no mask on and get into a public, you know, um, area with a bunch of people and take the chance of catching the coronavirus, or you can stay home and practice social distance. You know, I mean, it's the same way. I could either get high and knowing that any day now I could either do too much or I could just go over the edge in sanity or I can say to myself, I want to live. I want more. I want better. And I know in order to have something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. 
So I can't do the same things that I that I've always done and expect different results. You have to. It's it's just a it's just a reality moment that you have to have it yourself. That knowing what you're doing is not doing anything to further you in what you're trying to do. So you have to switch the game plan up. You know, I can't I can't want something and don't put forth the effort into doing it. I know that's going to help somebody that's listening. Yes. Yeah, sure. so sure, I'm going to say this again. Make sure that you tune in and you lock in to your will to live being stronger than your addiction. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do know that you said to me one time, and if this is too personal, Courtney, we'll cut it out. Um, I said, where the hell have you been? <laughs> I heard from you in a long time. You said, I'm sober, baby. And I said, what? And you said, I'm sober. You yeah. will only hear from me when I'm sober. Yeah. And I said, I love you, PD, regardless. Why would I not hear from you at any other time? And you said, I never do that to you. Right. And see, that's what I, I try, that's what I'm trying to tell your your fans right now. That that's another reason you can tell that this is not something that you want to do. If you're uncomfortable doing this around people that you love and you care about then you know that you are absolutely doing something wrong. Have you ever done something and you couldn't show it to your mom or you couldn't say it in front of your mom and, and when your mom came, you used to hide things or used to act like, you know, hey, my mom coming. And you know, that's the feeling that you get when you're frustrated and you know that what you're doing is something that you shouldn't be doing. If you got that, that was, about anybody, then. That drove me crazy because if you're high, I wanted to know. Like, I wanted, wanted to make to sure that you were you okay. Be able to be, yeah, you wanted to be able to be that friend to me that I needed. Yeah. But again, you said it in the very beginning. You can't stop doing something until you have faced the fact that you want to stop. And until I've come, like, it's been years since I've even indulged in a lot of the stuff that I've been doing. Because I've been doing everything. I've done every drug that you could ever think about in life. And as crazy as it is, I've always been the type to, to, to quit myself. Like um, the people in Baltimore were so fascinated at a 16 year old boy that did raw heroin um, for almost two years straight, could just up and quit on his own. No methadone treatment, no, no rehabilitation center, just made up in my mind that this was not something that I wanted to do because at first I didn't even know that's what I was doing. I was young and you know, we were doing cocaine, but um, when we ran out of that, I was like, Oh, I, I think I still got some. And, and we went and looked in the bag and was like, yeah, it's a whole bunch of this in there, but it wasn't cocaine. It was heroin. And we just started doing that. And was like, Oh, this is different, but we didn't know. And it was just, you know, we just still did it. And, but then when I realized one day I woke up and I was like, man, I don't want to do that mess no more. And my body said, you're lying. You're going to do this because heroin is much different than cocaine. So it was, um, it was like, whoa, like I have a heroin addiction. Like, no, this cannot be happening to me. I'm 16 years old. No. Uh. And I went and I talked to one of my uncles that was, a um, that had a, a dope problem. And, uh, a using addict and he told me he was like bro the only way he gave me he said the only way you can get off of this was either you can go to a clinic or go to a rehabilitation center or you can tough it out and i chose to tough it out and he was like bro you can die that way because you don't have the proper things to help your body get off of this i was like bro i don't think god has put the will in me to stop if he was going to kill me I think he wants me to be a living testimony. So that's why anything that I, I can talk to people about now, um, everything that I've been through in life has enabled me to be able to share my story with people and I can help people. So, you know. Amazing. Thank you for being open and honest. I know that's not easy. I'm proud of you. You got to be open and honest. And that's what I tell people about losing weight. That's another thing. That's another because now I'm in the process of getting, you know, getting my thing back. So I'm, I'm about to be 75 cent only people out here. 75. I'm a certified nutritionist, Petey. I can help you. I shred. But what I tell people is in order to erase, in order to erase, when you're trying to lose weight, in order to erase, you must embrace. So what I mean by that is you have to stop wearing these big clothes. You have to put on some clothes to make you uncomfortable. 
-hmm. You have to put on a, a shirt that's too tight. You have to put on some pants that's a little too tight for you, you know, because you need to see this. Because if you don't, you don't know that there's something to fix. Mm -hmm. So in order to erase, you must first embrace. And that's what I have done with everything in my life. I have embraced my faults. I have embraced my wrongs. I have embraced, you know, everything that I've done. And that's the only way you can correct things in your life is if you must admit and confess to the sins that you have committed. He's telling me I need to go put on my skinny jeans and take off these Corona Put them on, put them on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you look amazing. You look amazing. You sent me a picture the other day. Uh, oh, doing it like that, doing it big like that. And yeah, you look amazing. Well, you got to tell the story behind the picture, though. I wasn't just the saying. picture, she's no, oh yeah, she wasn't just sending me no sense. <laughs> no. She told me about these damn cookies, these uh, um, these carrot cake uh, Oreo cookies that was so bomb. And I was like, and she said she ate two packs, two or three packs. So right. I sent her a picture of the clumps. And I was like, uh-huh, you keep eating them fat girl cookies. And she was like, no, no, I still look good. So she sent me the picture with the, you know, but it was just from the arm. Um, she ain't sent me no boom booms or no boom boom. I don't have no boom boom, so there's nothing. <laughs> I ain't got no boom boom. That ain't changed. No, no, it wasn't nothing like that. It was just a, it was just a flex picture showing me that you know she was she didn't look like one of the uh, grandma clumps. And it was, <laughs> I ate six packs of those cookies, Jesus. and I'm pissed. I was that scared I'm... to go back after we after we ate the uh, after we ate the first pack. I was scared. I was so scared to go back. I was like, you know what? Uh, uh them the devil. Them 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 is the devil. I can't. I'm so happy you love them. I love them. Because I never called back. But I'm telling you, that's how I know they're the devil. Like, it's, it's you, you don't think about something that like that. Like, you don't wake up in the morning and, and think about carrot cake Oreos. It's, that's just not, that's a sin. They got to be a sin. Oreo, you need to give Petey Pablo and Cherry Johnson a commercial. Oh, do Pete, it. Pick the theme song. Do we? We're going to act in it together, and we're going to talk about these Oreos. They are banging. They're banging. They're banging. They're banging. Hey, you just um, how how did it feel when, the, when that new artist uh, Saty uh, sampled your Sweetie. joint? What's how do you say your name? Sweetie. Sweetie. Oh man, I got that written down wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how not, like you know what I mean? Like you know, it's like when people start sampling your music, you know, and that's like a that's not an old song. That's like it's still current. I mean, to me, it is. You know, like how did that feel? Amazing. Nineteen and a half percent amazing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh. <laughs> and he just did a half a billion in streams. boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? No, but I, I was I was absolutely humbled by it because, um, again, this industry is so fickle that you can be here today and you can be gone tomorrow. I looked at um, uh, the internet. I look at the internet a lot, trying to just to see different things. And uh, I've seen some of these stars that go viral, you know, um, and uh, that was at like the top of their game. Like, what was the little, what was the little dude name that had the bird song? You know, I don't know. I'm corny, dude. He was, little, he was like a little midget dude. It was like the birds, the birds, man, man. Oh, so no, I know you're talking about. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's like, <laughs> oh man, oh man. I sent you the video, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have no so you have clue. To, you had to show because it's just crazy. You have, <laughs> but um, the point being, how you can be at the top of your game one day, and the next, in the matter of, and it seems like it happens so fast that you don't remember how you got somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, because of my past. Um, not, I've been A1 day one since I came home my first time and I became Petey Pablo. Um, but I accidentally went to an airport with a loaded weapon in my bag. We had this conversation, dude. Right. And, <laughs> um, and it was a total mistake. And it was, again, me doing something nice that I felt or doing something that I felt was right. And it was, um, and I looked at it as me being the sacrifice. Somebody has to be a sacrifice in, in certain situations because I still knew that I didn't have any business, you know, 
being involved with those type of people. But sometimes you have to be on the front line, you know. And if I can prevent a death from happening by taking a firearm from a friend of mine. Which he did. And, you know, and forgetting that I took it because I tried to clear his mind and everybody else's. I tried to ease the tension from the whole situation. And so to take it and let's go out, let's go have a good time. Let me show you what enjoying life feels like. Get the little petty stuff off your mind. And we forget that I even had the pistol. So when I have to get on the flight all of a sudden and I just grab the closest bag to me and all I'm putting in it is a heavy computer and some money and some jewelry, I don't even feel it. So, you know, but either way, when I came home, the point I was trying to make, when I came home, things didn't happen for me the way I wanted them to. So it was kind of, and I, I, I'd fallen into a, 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 and I only had my mom a month after I came home. And that really took me in a downward spiral. So it was like, you know, I was doing shows and this and this and that, but this new Sweetie record popped out on the charts and it was like, Hey man, you know, this girl just sampled your music. And the way that people were bringing it to me was negative. They was like, she ain't got no business disrespecting Freaky Lee because Freaky Lee is classic. They still playing Freaky Lee. I'm like, bro, listen, calm down, bro. It, it ain't like she, you know, took my music and said, bump Petey Pablo. We ain't thinking about him. Hey, this is my song. You know, she actually gave me props and they actually gave me props in the interviews and everything that they talked about. And I was like, but I don't know if they cleared the record. So I wanted to, because people kept coming to me, kept coming to me with negative stuff, negative stuff. So it almost made me want to go push up on them and be like, hey, y'all owe me some money. But uh, my lawyer was like, hey, bro, calm down. And let me just call the people. Let me talk to the people. Like, you're about to spaz out. Just calm down. And I was like, you know what? Okay, you're right. He was like, stop listening to the people that you're talking to because these guys are idiots. These guys just want to stir up some mess and, you know, and that's not how I, I, I had my career. My career, I've never, you've never known me to beef with nobody. I've never been to no, you know, fighting and getting robbed and jumping on people. I've never, even when I was with Shug, um, if people pay attention to that whole situation, he never got into anything when we were together. Mm. Because no, I was the voice of reason. I would tell him, hey, if y'all gonna start this foolishness, I'm out of here. And he would be like, all right, come on, come on, come on, little bro, come on, little bro. And he never got into anything, no altercations, no none of that. The whole, the whole nine years I was there, we never got into no mess until that night that thing happened at the, and that was the beginning of our downward spiral. But when that, that stuff happened to Dre at, at the Bible Wars. Yeah, that didn't have anything to do with you, though. It didn't, but I Shook only came into that building because of me. So that's what made me start putting two and and he never admitted to me that he had anything to do with that, but just because he was there, you know, and that happened at the time that they're trying to present Dre with this uh, miraculous award, it still weighed on my mind. Like, hey, did he? But again, I don't, I never, I never accused Pay the guy. Yeah, I never knew, I never accused people if I don't have 100% facts. But the point being is that, I mean, getting... We don't went all the way around the world, but <laughs> we record. I love it. You know, love her as an individual. We just performed together at the um, at the BET Awards in Atlanta. And again, okay. people tried to throw salt on that and go to the internet and said Petey Pablo saved her career. She's a new artist, so you're putting her on stage with a, a man that has been doing this for 20 years yeah. and Lil John. So her performance isn't going to be as a Petey Pablo performance would be. Right. And plus, people hadn't seen me in so long. And I felt that that was very disrespectful to this young lady for her putting forth an effort. Like, it takes, it takes some, some big ball, you know, to come out here and do the stuff that we do, to stand yeah. in front of people, you know, and, and to give our all, you know, regardless of the fact. And that's what people ask me about the new school rap and all this other stuff. I commend these guys. Sure, they're not talking about stuff I may be talking about, but at least, you know, for the most part, they're trying to do something different. They could very well be out here on the street, even though they're still talking about being on the street and doing this stuff, but they're just talking about it. Now, not, I don't think they're actually really doing it. So I'm not upset with it. It's, 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 it's just like little league baseball and major league baseball. Mm. We're not going out on the field playing with them kids, but it's still, a, it's still a sport for the kids. So this new rap is a space for the kids. Like 
Earth, Wind, and Fire ain't trying to do nothing that that that, that Chris Brown and Trey Songz and them are doing, but that because they have their lane, you know. And um, so I, sweetie, I love her to death. Like I said, and you know, I commend her. And I'm just waiting for my little double platinum plaque to get here so I can hang it on the wall. <laughs> isn't it? Um, isn't it kind of crazy how like things have changed because like at one point women were the object of the um of music mm-hmm. and now the way she's flipped flipped your track like the women more so are the subject and she kind of like flipped the whole thing where it's like you know kind of kind of like almost like women empowerment you know what i'm saying yeah. she kind of flipped the script on that isn't that crazy well, that's, what that, that's, the, that's what women have become now women have become power because um and this goes back to some real deep stuff that I really want to get into. But men lost the reins in the in the early in the late eighties and the early nineties when crack hit. When crack hit, we had men going to prison. Uh, we had men getting killed. We had uh, men turning to drugs. So there was nothing but women. There was nothing but women to 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 carry this torch and to raise these kids and that's why you know all this snitching and all this other stuff has become cool because a mother has already lost her husband and the mother has already lost her brother she's not going to lose her child so the only thing that women are teaching these children is hey if your ass didn't do it you better tell them who did it okay so you know i mean and just had that conversation before you got on beating a child you know, okay, this is what is, is, is acceptable to do. Now, when you have a whole bunch of people saying the same thing, hey, I ain't going to jail for this dude. I ain't going to jail. When you have a whole, okay, it doesn't seem wrong. But because they don't have the, the men figures there to teach them the morals and the values. And the dads that try to step in, you're in prison. So a kid looking at a guy in prison, well, if I did it your way, I'd be locked up. Right. So, you know, and so that's when... And so music still existed. So the women started adopting this. That's why we had more women coming in the game, more women. And once women came in the game and they realized that they're, they're really the backbone because a man is subject to do something real stupid at any given time for pride or for props or whatever. And so they still have to be the backbone. When we go to jail, there's still the women that have to put the money on our books because we were too dumb just put money away for a rainy day. So they still had to be the one to come see us and bring the kids to see us. So they're still the driving force. At the end of the day, women are still the powerful ones. And so that gave them this power in this rap world now. So now the things that they talk about, they talk about the same things that men talk about. But the crazy thing is they're more believable than the guys that are talking about it because yeah, people be. really know that the women are really doing what they're doing. Really doing <laughs> They're really doing. I love it. Courtney, I know you wanted to play a game with PD real quick, right? Uh-oh. Uh, well, well, can I ask one? Let me ask one question real quick, though. Uh, okay. What I really re- remembered you from um, when you made Drumline. that appearance on Drumline, yeah. I know. Oh, what was I that know. like, man? Because you showed up on the in the in the bit. Was that Bentley or Rolls Royce, yeah, whatever? Yeah. That was actually crazy. And the crazy thing is, I was actually on the phone with my mom. When you see me pull up on the field and I'm on the phone, you really on the- I actually called my mom was like, hey, I got them people to put this Bentley in this movie. Check this out. And um, I was like, mom, I'm doing it. I wish you could be here in Atlanta. And 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 they just, they saved that scene. That was the scene that they used. And, um, but it was amazing, bro. And um, again, with that, I mean, that, actually started the interest of me being a director because again I stayed maybe two weeks after that to see how things are done and um and I've just been in love with that camera so I went and bought a whole bunch of cameras and I bought lights and I bought all this and I and, and like yesterday I went around filming um even though it was just with the GoPros um it was still coming back trying to edit and put it to trying to make the short story so I mean I know people say that um you have to follow um, certain formats in order to do the movie thing, but I don't think so. He's gonna do it his own way. Yeah, I'm, 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 and I've got to because what I figured out about movies, everybody telling me you got to rent all these cameras. Even when, like I said, I showed her when you were talking about Gotti and them, I just showed my girlfriend. Um, they had a fat Flintstone looking TV as a monitor. <laughs> like, you know, so like, don't tell me you got to have this type of camera. 
Fred Sanford wasn't shot with no red lens because they didn't even have it back then. I tried to tell Petey, don't even buy a camera. Don't even camera. And Petey, I'm just going to buy it. Because I, I want to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and see the movie I when I want to. So I was like, just rent it, dude. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. I, so I want it all. So Drumline actually was the thing that, that kicked off this adrenaline rush in me to do this movie. And uh, But like I said, man, if you have, and this is what I want to tell inspiring directors, if you have a great storyline and your sound quality mm-hmm. is A1, you can pull it off, bro. Where do I need to send my resume? That's all I need to do. You don't need oh, wow. a resume. Oh, we've, wow. been, oh, we've been in the same business forever. Like, we just, I, we just ain't finished the job. I want to be directed by Petey Pablo. We've been working. We've been working since A1, day one. But it's, it's about to go down now. But like I I'm said, so this chick here and hit the bank account. <laughs> well, I, I don't even want your sweetie check. I just I want an opportunity no. to work with you. I want you to write your book, Petey. Please. No, I want you to help me write this book. I got you. I know. That's the one. She's the one. I know. I know. I know. But like I said, we, I just needed to get me a couple dollars so I can so I can get to moving around like I want to. I don't you want don't you feel right. You just don't. I like me because I've been you know I've been a stunner since I was thirteen. So you know. I am going to send you the notes so that you can start on your book whenever you feel like it. Because that right there is what I can't do. You be ready at four o'clock in the morning. I can't do that. Like reading, I go to sleep if I read a stop sign. <laughs> Petey. I'm telling you. You got I'm phone not, notes on your phone. I know, but. You take audio. Take audio notes. Take mm-hmm. audio. Uh, between, between me, you, and your girlfriend. You just talking. We'll type that shit out. Yeah. I don't know the girlfriend, but hopefully I get to meet her. Yes. And. We'll type it out for you. Okay. Okay. I'm volunteering. All right. Well, we're going to get it done. Yes. Now, I'm excited. You, I'm so proud of you. How proud are you of, like, of North Carolina? Because I see it's like a, it's a long, when I looked up how many of y'all, yeah. like, it's a long, do you look at yourself as, like, being the king of that? Because they all came, like, after you, some of them, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. I don't look at myself. Um... I hear people tell me I am, and I hear people tell me, but uh, I say I'm a pioneer. I'll call myself, I will call myself a pioneer, but I will not be arrogant and use the word king. Um, uh, I say that- You are, you are a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But shit, I used to be a fool too. (laughs) I I used to be the royal fool too, you know? Uh, I, I played every role in the ki- in the kingdom. I played every role in the kingdom, <laughs> you know. So, uh, well, who's your favorite though? Like right now, like you got the baby, you got J Cole. You got, you some... Oh, I'm always gonna be my favorite because, um, <laughs> like it. I was thinking today, um, I did things and I've changed lives that I know about. Like I I know that probably the baby and probably J Cole and everybody has done things, but I know things that I have done in my personal life that. Um, that nobody will ever know besides me and the people that I did them for. So I'll always be my, and I know that I, I made, uh, like I said earlier today, I had completely forgotten because I was in the garage cleaning. That's why I'm not really geared up, geared up, talking about spending all the money. But now nah, I ain't homeless. But I mean, I found this Pele Pele as I was cleaning up. And I was like, oh, my Pele Pele. <laughs> you know? But um, I was looking at pictures of my mom and, you know, and the first house that I bought and the first car that I bought and I mean, all this stuff had just hit me so hard today. So um, when she called me, I know I missed the first couple of calls because I was out in the garage and I was like, is that my phone ringing? And I was like, damn, I deleted it. But uh, um, yeah, I'll always be my favorite because I know where I came from. And what people don't know about me is I didn't come from a home where I was abused or I was mistreated or unloved. But the reason I turned to the streets was because I saw my mom struggling to take care of me, my sister, my grandmother, my aunt, and herself. So that's five people in this household that my mom had to take care of. And I never seen my mother do one thing for herself. Like everything that was done was for the family. And even still, for Christmas and birthdays, they would still go far and beyond. And I know they was putting themselves in debt, but I couldn't do anything about it as a child. And I said, when I turned 13, that I felt I was old enough. If I left home, the things that my mom was doing for me, she could do it for herself. 
So it was an act that was so unselfish that looked wrong on paper because you had a 13 year old child that just left home. It looked wrong on paper, but truth be told, it was the wrong thing for the right reason. His mama and their bond was so, is so incredible. The night I met Petey, Petey said, mama, guess who I'm standing here with? Absolutely. You knew that girl? And he said, hold on, say hi to my mama. And I swear to God, she was the sweetest, most kind lady ever. And anytime you call the house looking for Petey, his mama was right there. If if you can't find Petey, you can find his mama and she can get you on the phone with him in two minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question, it would have to be me. I would have to still be my favorite. I see why. What, my last question, uh, is: did the North Carolina bond, is that what like made you and Nick Cannon close? Because I, I, I didn't even know that. He was from North Carolina as well. No, Nick it was actually signed to Jive as a rapper. Ah, okay. Yeah, go. Nick was actually signed to Jive as a rapper. As much as people hate Nick rapping and don't want Nick to rap, uh, yeah, he was actually signed to Jive. And um, I did the same thing with Nick. Nick came into the studio one time and he was like, hey, man, I, uh, man, um, I got this song, man, I would love you on. I was like, in the middle of my session, I was like, hey, cut it off. Uh, put it up, put it on. Put it on. And I did the verse right then and told him to go ahead. And he was like, and they used it for a single. They didn't put me in the video because I was supposed to be the dad and they used J. Anthony Brown in the video for it. No, yeah. okay. but, uh, but if you listen to it, it ain't J. Anthony Brown singing as Petey Pablo. But. Oh, that's, okay. that's how he does stuff. You can't ask him to do nothing because if you do it, he put everything on hold everything and hurry up and get your stuff done and then and go that, back. And, and that's how my features are done. Like if anybody wants features from Petey Pablo, um, hit me on my social media. Um, and I'm sure that Cherry and Cherry's World is going to put it on there for you guys. So you can get it all up and around there. But, um, but if you want a feature from me, you get it back in 24 hours or less. You heard that. Now, don't come on 50 of y'all. Don't hit him on the same time. Same. You can hit me 15 of y'all at one time, and I'm going to blow your mind. And I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> man, love it, man. man. Let me yeah, just say on a personal note, though, man, that the, the, what you said, what you did for Terrence Howard, man, that really hit home. Like the fact that you said, don't be out here, you know, with nothing. Right. Like, that, that's real. See, people, but see, I'm cut from a different cloth. Yeah. See, people don't understand. Like I said, uh, when I came up, my intentions from day one, leaving home at 13 years old, I left home because I wanted my mother to do what she was doing for me, for her. So that was a sacrifice that I made. And from that day forth, leaving home, that is the only thing that is in my mind. That is me being the sacrifice, me making sure that the people that are around me are taken care of. Because what people don't understand about this industry and about life period, if you don't empower the people around you, you'll always have people around you that will take from you. If I empower you, if I empower my homeboy, if I put my homeboy in a position to have a job, regardless of what it is, he won't have to ask me for, for anything. And if just my chance, I run into a terrible situation, I have people that really have my back because I have right. these people in power. The right. man that walks around that wants to only be the one eating, he's yep. going to be the one that's going to suffer in the end because if you don't allow these people to grow and to, to flourish and to become who they can possibly be without your foot on their neck, they're going to always have to take from the tree. Yep. The tree can never fully bloom because it's being taken from by everyone around them because you will not allow, you keep killing these plants before they grow. So I empower the people around me. I push people around me away from me to be whatever your heart desires. And if anything, and if there's any steps that I can do to help you become that, I do that. Sometimes I get burnt, but I don't worry about that because God said, if you reach one person, Mm -hmm. you have done a, a miraculous work. And you know I'm what? Your your girl Cherry is the exact same way. Cause I wasn't supposed I to be here, bro. I wasn't supposed to be here. She chose. She she brought me along. I wasn't. That is not true. I'm serious, We're man. Like she. Supposed to be here. I mean, I'm well. I'm telling you, man. She just. Re, she's a yeah. I, you know, same well, thing, bro. Heart. And that is what. Heart. And that is what keeps people like us 
in a family in a family loop. And that's what keeps us pushing on because we have three individuals that you guys out there in TV land or internet land are looking at. You have you have three individuals that you're staring at right now that are living proof that there are people in this world that are kind, that are willing to give people an opportunity, that have nothing but the kindness of intentions. But I'm not as kind as Petey is. Petey's a little bit more kind and given than I am. I think I've been burned a lot. Conscious. You're conscious because you already know. But yeah. Yeah. See, I'm a, but see, when you have a child, that changes a lot of things. Sure does. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> she did. She changed my whole you have a child that changes life. a lot of things. Again. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Blow mine on popcorn and uh and the Oreo cookies? Don't call him and ask him for nothing, because if I hear about it, I'm going to tell him no. <laughs> and if I'm close to him... Nah, I'm, I'm not a fool. <laughs> nah, I'm not a fool. Now, see, let me, I'm going to tell y'all some funny. I'm going to tell y'all something funny that I think is the most hilarious thing in the world for me. Once I realized um, the games of strip clubs, this might get me in trouble, but okay, I'm saying that. But either way, once I realized that the girls at the strip club nine times out of 10 are this there to entice you and to give you yeah. this fantasy. Yeah. I figured I would do the same thing. So for years, I would go into the strip club and I would get a thousand dollars worth of ones and I would sit them on my table. You're showing me you got it. I'm gonna show you I got it. You ain't giving me none and I ain't giving you none. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? I am dead serious. I might spend I buy the drinks, and I may have a conversation with a girl, and I may give her like maybe a hundred, maybe I may spend two hundred dollars. But at the most, I'll spend three hundred dollars of the thousand dollars. That's and good. I am taking the rest of that money back out the same way I came in. You're t you're showing me that you got it. I'm gonna show you I got it. That's good because I'm the friend that would have sat next to you. Yep, and we'll so be my purse. Yes, and when we walk outside, be like, here, Pete, here go your money. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's exactly how I, I that's how exactly. So I, I just had to stop because people used to ask me, they'd be like, well, why'd you come in here for? Because y'all got some good steak and some good shrimp. And, you know, and I don't mind the company. I can't tell y'all my strip club stories. So Best chicken fun. wings in the world is strip yeah, club chicken wings. Strip, strip I've never eaten in a strip club before. For real? I don't know if it's seasoned never been? juice. I never ate anything on the strip, at the strip club before. Oh, my God, man. At least nothing but on see, the you menu. Got, you can't, I mean, you can go to the ratchet spots and eat because they, they do got some good food, but you have to go to the cabarets. You have to go to where they come out with the, you know, they have real, real kitchens in the back. They ain't just cooking nothing on, in the back of the, uh, in the back of a, a, a 18 wheel. I don't know. It's just something about eating food and then a around ass. Right? I just, I don't know if I can, I don't know. It's good, dude. I don't know if the ass gives it extra flavor yeah, or ass, what. Yeah, that ass flavor. They got that, uh, that ass sauce. <laughs> ass sauce. Oh. <laughs> that booty sweat. What was that movie? <laughs> well, since the we had it, what, back in the day, what was your favorite strip club to be at? Oh, my God, bro. Um, You're going to get him in Magic trouble. City. Okay, never mind, never mind. Oh, Magic City? Magic City. Yeah, Magic City. Magic City, it costs too much in there, man. No, man. We used to go there and have a turnout time. But see, again, now you have to be conscious of the people that you're around. Okay. Now, if you go to a strip club and you're the only one that's balling, yeah. sure, it's going to get very expensive. <laughs> but I used to surround myself with a, a couple of guys that wanted to be the ballers. Let them so do great. it. Let them do I it. In the vicinity of the ballers. <laughs> You know, uh, I was just telling my girl the other day uh, how I went to uh, uh, Diamonds in uh, Miami, and I had $5,000 worth of ones. And just before I decided to throw a couple of them, they said, hey, Pete, I think you can put your money up. BMF is getting ready to come in here. I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I put my little money up to the car and came back, and BMF brought $60,000. I have two really good friends that work there. Or I don't know if they still work there. We're all a little old now, but they used to work there. Yeah, yep. BMF. The, the BMF coming in and shut the party down, boy. <laughs> left out with a couple of grand myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing money. Crazy. I was they hit me in the head with money. I said, okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here. I hope that you come back one day. I definitely will. When, when you got that movie ready. Yeah. And that book ready. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking, all of us. And, and Courtney, it's been a 
honor and a pleasure of meeting you and talking yes, to you. It feels like I've known you for years, bro. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, man. I love talking with Cherry's friends, man. It's like I got a whole bunch of lists of questions, but then y'all always are way more interesting than the questions I got. So All thank right. you. Yeah, because sometimes you just got to let go and let God, man, you know? Yeah. And uh, when, when you got things, I, I, and I, this is something else, and I keep, can't keep branching on anything, but I got to tell people, when you actually go through something, you have a testimony. Yeah. You know, see, that's why you see people that when they go to the podium to accept awards and they like this, uh, and I want to thank uh, uh, um, uh, such and such, and uh, I want to thank, and at the end, people might, yeah. But when you get somebody to go over there with no paper, everybody in the building gonna stand up when they finish talking. Because yeah. right. it came from the heart. If you ain't never been through something, you ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Word. Because it comes from heart. And that's what I told PD when I asked him, could we do this interview? I said, it's not gonna be like interviewee, interviewee. I just wanna have a conversation with you. I want people to know you like I know you. And the only thing I sent her back was absolutely. He did. <laughs> and I was so, I didn't know he, he could have told me, hell no, I ain't doing that shit. I didn't know. Absolutely. But he said, yes, thank you so much, Peter. It means so much to me. So much. You know, I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of Cherry's World, boo boo. Yes, and I'm waiting for that film and I'm waiting for that book. Okay. It's going to happen. And then I, wa I want you to come back. I'm definitely coming back. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.